Hey there, sacred friend. You're listening to the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast, and I am your host, Lori A. Andress. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life and reconnect with your authentic self. It's a place to discover your voice of inner wisdom and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal medicine, ancient spiritual practices, ceremony, ritual, and soulful travel into your everyday life. Grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, hello, my sacred friends. I am Lori Andres, and welcome to this episode of the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast. Hey, in this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. Yeah, I got a really great question recently from one of our listeners, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah, um, about that whole energy of losing a stone. And what is that? What does that mean? And she asks this in with a lot of questions and some really great questions, probably ones you can relate to. So I'm going to dive into that. I'm going to first share the question with you and uh, and then we'll talk about it. Let's see what comes up. And uh, and if you have thoughts as you're listening to this, feel free to share that in the comments um, over on my website at lauriaandress.com. I'd love to hear your experiences, your comments, your thoughts, how you interpreted your crystal loss experience because it happens. <laughs> All right. So uh, Sarah's telling me that uh, she's Googled this question and she's read about other answers, but she's curious what my take is on this situation. What do you think it means when we lose a stone, especially if it's one we treasure? Does it mean anything at all or just indicate carelessness? Is it the latter, but the universe telling us in a big way, hey, wake up, don't be careless. You just lost something special. Do you believe they run away of their own accord, as it were, um, driving out of their pants pockets or leaping out of our wire wraps? And uh, thanks for any insight that you may have. And thank you for sharing your work with the rest of us, your energy, your heart, and your wisdom serving to heal and guide. Blessings, Sarah. Okay, Sarah, I just love this question. And uh, I love your playfulness in the ask of it because, you know, that's really where I want to start. I feel like the crystals and stones have this playful energy. And I feel like the first answer is that they come into our lives for a specific reason. And sometimes they want to hang out and stay here for for forever, um, and other times they're ready to move on, and they do this um, because because our journey's complete, and because maybe we won't fully recognize the breakthrough that our work together has experienced unless they leave. Yeah, I want to invite you to just kind of think about that. Um, think about a time when you lost a stone that was really special to you and it just disappeared. And the two of you had been on a particular journey together. You'd been working together for a significant period of time and all of a sudden it was just gone. Yeah. Did you, did you take a pause? I want, 
and think about when did what was happening in your life when it came into your life and what was happening when it left. And when I say like what was happening when I left, I don't necessarily mean like in that immediate moment or immediate circumstance. I mean like in kind of a time range before and after, like within maybe, you know, three months of when the crystal showed up and three months of when it left. Sometimes we don't really recognize because we're looking microscopic and the crystals wanna invite us to look on the macroscopic level. They want us to look at the big picture. What was the big picture of what was unfolding in your life? So for example, the story that's coming to mind actually has to do with my turtle stone. Now the turtle stone, um, Sarah, I think you're a little new to my podcast, so you probably aren't familiar with this stone, but the stone is one that I found as a little girl on the beach. And something about it just felt so special to me. And I kept that stone with me throughout um, my childhood, my high school, college years. Um, and then when I stepped onto my shamanic path, um, it's the first stone that I worked with when I began my um, creating my medicine bundle. And it was the first stone to actually be a part of my medicine bundle. This stone, I had such a tight bond with it. And, you know, it, it literally had traveled all over with me like it was a part of my college dorm i mean it was it was like we were tight right and um and it felt so sacred so it felt natural to me that it would become a part of my medicine bundle and when i began my shamanic work and, and my shamanic training um one of the the stone was a part of my intention with the stone was to discover a new relationship with power to discover my relationship with power and so i had i was on this like journey of discovering what that is and a year later i was in peru and while i was in peru we were up on this mountain and we were we were doing ceremony and all these really cool things and then we were invited to go and sit in a quiet little spot on our own open up our medicine bundles and connect with the mountain and work with our, our medicine stones and when i opened up my medicine bundle that stone turtle stone fell out and it disappeared like literally disappeared it was gone and my heart dropped it sank and part of what was happening on this journey was that we were being invited to um, create awareness around where we had come to a point of completion in our work with specific stones and this is one of those things that we have um, a lot of sometimes we have a lot of reluctance around you know like letting go of a stone because our work together is complete or maybe we don't fully want to see it and i could see certain stones where we were definitely complete but as i looked at that stone there was no way i was ever going to let that stone go <laughs> like absolutely not because I so I was so attached to that stone. I had such a a deep um, connection with it, and uh, I think the only way I would have been able to ever let go of that stone was for it to do exactly what it did to disappear. 
Yeah, so it disappeared, letting me know that our work together was complete and um, and letting me know that it's time to step out of some of the details of what the stone was about and see the big picture. Now, I told you I was working with it around the energy of power, but what I haven't told you is that we were sitting on a mountain that was dedicated to emotional relationship our relationship to emotions yeah can you imagine an entire mountain dedicated to the energy of emotions this is how aware the peruvian people are of the importance of our emotions mm -hmm. i just love it so we're sitting on this mountain and that is where the stone decides to leave it departed on the stone dedicated to emotions. Now, the other thing I haven't shared with you is that my relationship with my emotional self was um, has been has been turbulent or had been to that point. Like it was the part of myself that I had the most difficulty receiving, and my emotions were the thing that I always felt like I needed to have a better relationship with power so that I could control my emotions, so that I could keep them buried and hidden and um, not allow them to flow. I know, right? You know, now this is, you know, 10 plus years later and culture has evolved quite a bit and the relationship with emotions has really shifted culturally. But at that time, that was how I held my relationship with my emotions. And what I've come to realize is that my relationship to power is actually rooted in my receiving my emotional self and allowing my empathic nature, my emotions to, to be what guides who I am, what guides my work and allow it to be the actual gift that it is. So that stone went to incredible, incredible lengths to make sure that I was aware that my relationship to emotions was my relationship to power and that um, and that our work was also complete that um, that here I was on this mountain dedicated to emotions um, and uh, it wanted to make sure I recognized the mountainous importance <laughs> of that aspect of my life. Yeah, you know, it's it's really it still fascinates me and it kind of delights me because our stones will literally go to incredible lengths to make sure we receive the message that they came into our lives to share, to make sure that we recognize the breakthrough that we've had together. And breakthrough is really the language that I want to emphasize here because I think very often, you know, we think we did something wrong when we lose a stone. We think, um, we think something when one breaks, you know, oh my gosh, I was so like careless, you know, how could I let that drop? Um, you know, honestly, I really, I really don't feel like it is a careless thing. I don't feel like it's something that we um, are being neglectful about. I feel I feel like it's honestly our stones wanting us to to wake up as you said, to wake up, but not from a place of like, hey, stop being so careless, more from a place of, hey, 
wake up and recognize this incredible breakthrough that you've just experienced. We've gone on an incredible journey and I want to make sure that you recognize it. So when, when, when a stone breaks, when a stone hides, when it leaves completely, um, that I like to look at as a bookend and to step out of that book and look at that big picture. What was unfolding in my life before that stone came in? What was unfolding in my life after that stone left or right around that time the stone left? Maybe like a couple months before, it might be a couple months after. Um, and, and just let myself see what is it that it's wanting to highlight in my life experience? What is it highlighting? Yeah, that is a really key piece. And um, that is where we will find some incredible, incredible medicine and magic and amazing, amazing stuff. Now, um, I do also want to touch in on a bit of, <laughs> this is kind of a fun one. Um, sometimes it's not the right timing for us to work together with some stones. Um, it might be that we're, we're just, we're, we're in a different chapter of our life, but yet we've been attracted to a stone, so we invite it in. And it wants to kind of go into hiding, so to speak, so that uh, when we are ready, it'll reveal itself once again. So I'm thinking right now about um, some meteorites. I received some meteorites years and years ago, and I had them in a little pouch. They were, <clears throat> it was 21 pieces of meter or 20 pieces of meteorite, little itty bitty um, shards. And um, actually, uh, they, I had them in this pouch and they just disappeared. And I kept trying to find them and trying to find them and trying to find them. And then suddenly one day they showed up in my basement on a shelf in like a little closet and i was like what is this where where did these come from like how did they just show up here and um and it was like they were like if they had always been there but i knew they weren't always there and it was the exact right time to begin working together again so let yourself know that there's something there can be like a timing thing it can be it's not the right medicine for right now um maybe the medicine wants to move on someplace else first and and then return later um you know one of the things i see and experience with my my shamanic friends and um a lot of my crystal loving friends is that we kind of rotate stones around at different times so a stone might come into our life for a little bit and um and we work with it and we work with it and then we realize oh hey it could benefit my friend right now and then we pass it on and then it returns back and like we, there's kind of this fluidity and the stones really want to keep that fluid energy. So part of their disappearing or hiding or breaking is continuing that cycle of fluidity as well. Because we can get kind of attached, as I said earlier, we can get attached to our things and we can be unwilling to let them go or move on. And they like to remind us, they'll gently, lovingly remind us, hey, 
it's time to move on and uh, keep the circle going. So let yourself just be really, really gentle, compassionate, get a giggle, um, step outside of the small picture and the details and look at the big picture. What's really happening? Let yourself celebrate it as a breakthrough. All right, Sarah, thank you so much for this great question. I so enjoyed diving into this topic. Um, and for everyone else, you know, listening, I'm sure you've had experiences. I'd love to hear about your experiences where you've had a crystal either get lost or break or something unexpected happens with it. Um, and I'd like to invite you to share that uh, in the comments section over on my website, lauriaandress.com, and uh, tell me about your experience. And also, if you have questions that you'd like answered, whether it's about um, shamanic practice, ceremony, ritual, uh, crystal practices, send them over to me. Um, send them to support at lauriaandress.com. And uh, I think this is going to be a new thing that I'm going to start working into the podcast, um, some Q&As, like once a month having a Q&A type of episode. All right. So with that, I wish you an absolutely beautiful day, my sacred friends. And as always, shine brightly. Hey, sacred friend, thanks for tuning into this episode of The Crystal Shaman Life. If you like what you heard and you'd love to hear more, subscribe to our station through iTunes. And you can help others find our station by giving us a couple stars, a favorable review, and sharing with your friends. I wish you a beautiful day. Shine brightly.